Hello, and welcome to the Amber Live interviews. This is Russell, producer and co-host of Amber Live. We want to remind you to subscribe to us both here and at youtube.com slash amberlive. You don't want to miss a moment of Amber LeMay, the Larry King of drag queens. There's so much more to the show than just the interviews that Amber does each week. We have hundreds of interviews, comedy sketches, songs, and more on YouTube that you can watch anytime. But in the meantime, you can listen to the amazing interviews right here. Now enjoy this episode of Amber Live Interviews. Two weeks ago tonight, we told you of the passing of the world's oldest drag performer, Darcel 15, out of Portland, Oregon. Little did we know, but that same day, my drag sister and friend, Marguerite LeMay, also known as Mike Hayes, had passed away from a heart attack while out for a walk. The outpouring of love and affection was immediate. Online news sources, Seven Days and Vermont Digger ran stories. Mine and everyone connected with the House of LeMay's Facebook pages, email, and phones were jammed with condolences and reflections. What a stark difference to how drag performers are being treated in other parts of the country, as mentioned in my rant tonight. The foundation of the House of LeMay was started when two young men in their early 30s, Bob Bulliard and Mike Hayes, wanted more outlets to perform. They'd been part of the Vermont Cares Cabaret Players with Mike's sister Nancy and good friend Cindy Zook and others raising money for the local AIDS resource organization. Drag wasn't a thing in Burlington at the time. Sure, at Halloween, there'd be a few messes and dresses, but the only regular performers, performers were past Amber Live guests Yolanda and Cherry Tart. In watching one of their shows, Bob and Mike looked at each other and said, we can do that. And they did. The first gig was New Year's Eve, 1993. It was at the Sheraton Hotel for the New Year's Eve party for the Vermont Gay Social Alternatives. Marguerite made our dresses, our friend Mel Deo styled our hairs, our wigs, and we appeared with Cindy Zook, who would later become Cousin Crystal LeMay, and were accompanied by Craig Hilliard, now known to you as Cousin Craig. Now, in those early years, we didn't always look very P-R-E-T-T-Y. Uh, this was at a Super Bowl party we hosted, uh, a Mardi Gras celebration, and as the Queens of Denial in the Pride Day float. The first 10 years of the House of LeMay were chronicled in a documentary called Slingbacks and Syrup, which was written and filmed by our own Russell Dreyer. In it, each of us were given a chance to talk about ourselves. Here is Mike, Maggie's segment. It took more than one person to create something as complex as the House of LeMay. You had these two people with their own sets of talents that were a perfect fit for each other, and it, it wouldn't have worked without both of them. In the background, I saw Mike, Bob's roommate. We're housemates, not roommates. We share a house, not a room. We're not a couple. Let me make that very clear. Sorry. In the background, I saw Mike, Bob's housemate, making his own impact by creating the look of the house through costume design. Obviously, a drag act, there's, there's very little that's more critical than the costumes. In The Mad Woman of Shiel, there I don't, never get the line right, but basically she 
when she gets dressed, she grabs her jewelry box, throws it up in the air, and wherever the jewelry lands, that's where she pins it. And that's sort of the feeling that I like from the outfits. It's like, okay, I have a little extra trim. Well, I don't want to just throw it away. I'll add it somewhere. And, you know, okay, uh, do these shoes make my tits look too big? You know, that's sort of the whole attitude with the costumes, I think. His talent of, of you know, the costume design and everything else is, is right, right on target and would give us quite literally the shirt off his back or better yet would pull out the fabric and design and make the shirt for us um and that i that i really appreciate about mike i'm a native vermonter i was born here at the uh, fletcher uh, well it was the fanny allen hospital then but here in burlington the first time i did drag was in college we were doing a tennessee williams show camino rail and i played among other 12 parts running through the show, I played Nursi, who was a Mexican nursemaid, a, a, a duena. I don't, I don't, it's been so long, I don't think I have the term right. But that was the first time I was drag. And it was less pretty than I am now, if that's possible. Yes, I was at Johnson State College, and they used to have a summer program to go to New York City for the theater, for the Ensemble Studio Theater. So during the daytime, I was taking theater classes, acting, uh, doing apprenticeship for doing sets and stuff like that. And, at the night, I earned extra money at the Broadway Arms Bath as a stripper. Mike, perhaps, I would say, is, is the most level-headed, common-sense, down-to-earth. You know, that's how I paid for my next year of college, was as a stripper. I didn't come out to my mother until just after my father died. We were even coming home from um, the wake. We'd stopped at a grocery store. Well, on the way back to the grocery store, I told my mother, and I said, that's the only thing I regret is not having told my father that I was gay. And it was great. We got to the grocery store, we went in to get groceries, we went back out to the car, and we had locked the keys in the car, and it was ready. We were so both so <laughs> about me telling <laughs> that we had forgotten the keys. He's got this great effervescence that just, uh... You know, he, he brings out happiness in people. It wasn't bad at all. No. It didn't bother me. No. What was it Amber said? Oh, tased. It didn't hurt as much as being tasered. <laughs> While Mike was usually a quieter soul than Bob, I learned through our friendship that he had his own ways of making his point when he wanted to tell you something. For example, Mike unconsciously found his own unique way of telling his mother that he did drag. So I had a whole set of pictures to show mom, and she wanted a couple. So I said, here, take the book and pick out what you want, and I'll have copies made for you. And she did, but accidentally I left a picture of Amber and Marguerite in our new dresses with Cindy standing between us, who is a foot shorter in flats, let alone us in four inch heels and hair. And she handed them back to me, said, I would like a number five, a number 12, and a number 15. And oh, by the way, those dresses came out nice. <laughs> uh, you think so? Yes. In the picture, you should smile, though. 
I, I think we complement each other, things that he likes to do. Uh, either I don't like to do them, so he does them, or we like to do things together. Marguerite is a sassy, larger, middle-aged um, babe who's always on the make for men and food. Maggie pictures herself leaning against a full-length, full full-size baby grand, a slinky black dress slid up to her hip, and a lot smaller than she is now, but thing this bluesy, sort of vampy thing, which is nothing at all has to do with what she looks like. <laughs> Everyone usually hears, humors me well about doing my torch songs and my unrequited love songs. And Maggie brings, I think, a tender element, um, whereas, whereas Amber might come across as harsh, Maggie comes across, and, and she can be just as cutting, if not more so sometimes. But she comes off as more lovable. We had dreams, like all of you had dreams, but we grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Believe it or not, even at a trailer park, there's a wrong side. <laughs> Wow. I um, want to thank Yolanda who provided the music for the, the that documentary, Slingbacks and Syrup. And you can catch that on Amazon. You can order it or you can watch it uh, live streaming as well. Wow. So while Mike frequently, frequently reminded us he didn't like to sew, you couldn't prove it by our outfits. Whether it be for a special occasion like Christmas, uh, a Disney-themed show, or just to make us look nice, but there was one Halloween where Mike made 12, yes, 12 Renaissance costumes. They created quite a scene as they all paraded up Church Street to go to the gay bar. Drag ball was another of their favorite events, and this is from the Queen of Hearts Ball. Mike and Marguerite loved being out in the community. For the past 11 years, the House of LeMay has volunteered for the Vermont City Marathon, directing runners from the corner of Cherry and Church Streets and the party afterwards rain or shine, but he was always with a smile and a hearty laugh. As a member of the League of Drag Queen Voters, here we are with Senator Patrick Leahy and his wife, Marcel. And it just wasn't Vermont. Maggie was loved everywhere. In 2008, she was named most outrageous for the Provincetown Carnival. One year, to raise money for the St. Baldrick's Foundation, she shaved her head right there on Church Street. But their talents were not confined to the stage or the streets. Television commercials came calling, and Marguerite answered. One was for where Mike worked, the fabric store, Rags and Riches. 
I need help. I love this sofa. Can I get it in Paisley? Paisley is my favorite color. Don't let decorating be a drag. Ooh, shiny. At Rags and Riches, get the look you've always dreamed of and save 20% on all in-stock fabrics. Thank you, Rags and Riches. She looks so familiar. Nope, never seen her before. But one that got everyone talking and even won an award was when Maggie was a bad employee. Watch this. Oh, I've used Microsoft Office, just not Excel. Um, got a cigarette? Can I bum a cigarette? Don't you need special training for PowerPoint? Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Whose pudding is this? Oh, I'm just not comfortable with Word. Found them. Does this bra make my boobs look weird? I thought that was Pam's job. funny until it happens to you one bad employee can spoil even the best of teams when you work with west staff we put all your prospective hires through state-of-the-art skill and integrity testing so you're never left cleaning the mess a bad employee leaves behind west staff will find a splendiferous employee and make you the hero who ate my pudding <laughs> i've seen that a thousand times and i laugh every time now, shortly after that commercial came out, I, as Bob, was at a Vermont Lake Monsters baseball game, and that commercial was shown on their jumbo screen. There were three guys sitting in front of me, and they started laughing at the commercial, and one said, I've seen her on the street with the other drag queens. I leaned forward and said, um, I'm one of the other drag queens, <laughs> and they proceed, and proceeded to prove it with many pictures and more laughter. Now, with Mike and Marguerite, there was always laughter. Four years ago on his way to work, Mike suffered a stroke. After that, it wasn't possible for Marguerite to make appearances to, or perform. Last summer, Amber Live frequent guest Ava Solberger featured Mike in one of her award-winning segments of Stuck in Vermont. <laughs> it makes me feel we are here in Burlington at a historic garage sale for Mike Hayes, also known as Marguerite LeMay. They have legs! <laughs> Go get your purse, Grandma! And we yeah, got really. ho, ho, ho. And there's ho. matching wigs and for earrings, sure. too. I'm open to like work. <gasps> what is that? Little fish! Ah, get it! So oh. come in with me. <laughs> You have shopping carts. <laughs> and everybody who loves Mike and Marguerite is coming here to try on the glamorous clothes, jewelry, glasses, and hats and wigs and take home a piece of history. And an M for Marguerite. That's our polka dot dress. That's the, the polka dot collection. Today's a culmination of 
what, uh, almost 30 years of drag history. Fasten your seatbelts. I think it's going to be a bumpy night. Good evening, I am Amber. I am Marguerite. And I am Lucy Bell. And we are the House of LeMay. The LeMays are larger-than-life legends in Burlington, and they have been going strong for almost three decades. And ten years ago, we also created the League of Drag Queen Voters, and our motto is, Don't blow it! Vote! What I'm most proud of is, uh, over the 26, seven years, the uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars we've raised for organizations, as well as awareness for other charitable causes. We don't have money to give of ourselves, <laughs> so we give our time. And know. beauty. <laughs> We're the maze, not your ordinary case. We're outrageous, true. Amazing LeMays always bring the party, and everyone wants their picture taken with them. And those eye-popping handmade costumes were designed by Mike Hayes. But things are changing for the LeMays. In April of 2019, Mike had a stroke. And uh, it was pretty pretty devastating to all of us. I knew there was, things would have to change um, after that when we realized his diagnosis was not going to be a complete recovery. So we had to think about what we were going to do, and so... We didn't do anything for a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'd really like to do, to do is assure everyone that just because this fabulous yard sale is taking place, the House of LeMay still exists. Mike and Bob, also known as Amber LeMay, were housemates for over 20 years. They started the House of LeMay together in 1992. When we started out, you know, drag was pretty simple. You go to Goodwill, you get a dress, uh, find a wig, put it on, attempt some makeup, and voila! But it's gotten a lot different these days. Um, I, with the advent of, I think, RuPaul, probably has a lot to do with that. And the emphasis is more on glamour or um, female illusion. We love you, Beaver Our drag is more character driven. Uh, we're from the hot damn trailer park in Beaver Pond. So we have stories to tell. We're, we're more than just a pretty face. Oh my God, we've come a long way, baby. <laughs> I think we are a combination of all your crazy relatives, you know, the crazy old aunt, the uh, little bit tipsy one. We would be some of the most interesting ambassadors or representatives of the potential of fun you could have. I am the queen of your double wide trailer. <laughs> So this is the golden glue gun that started it all. Going through the stuff, we pick up a, a costume and go, oh, I remember that show. Remember when this happened? When did you wear that? I would say 20 years ago. <laughs> Turns out I love that Mike was about my size, so I can wear his clothes. I would like to walk a mile in Mike's shoes, because he's had a very amazing life. Well, some of these look familiar to me, and it's just... I love Marguerite, so anything to, to help and also like to have a little piece of drag history, it's awesome. People come in and just, I give them a price and they give me three times as much money. How would it have been different if there wasn't COVID? You know, uh, there, we did have um, several fundraisers for him after it happened because we could still be out and about. Um, but then there was that year that we lost. And um, so it was good to have that garage sale to get him some funds. It's been really nice seeing everybody come and hug you and 
put on your glamorous clothes and look beautiful. It's been really nice. It's been nice. Marguerite Renee, House of Renee. I can't think of many more people who are as, you know, as just warm and, and friendly and, and giving and willing to help out as, as Mike. Oh, the LeMays. The LeMays are, are amazing. The cheerleaders and the marshals of the parade, and not just at the actual parade. There's a parade every day for them. And just help this place be the special place that it is. This is... Uh, my basement, well, it used to be our basement, but now it's my basement. And this is where the magic happens. This is where um, Marguerite made a lot of our outfits, was in this basement. That's Amber's first appearance in uh, Halloween of 1992. He made each of us different dresses, uh, different styles. I call it Jungle Pride. We had matching cow, cow coats, matching dresses. This is one of my favorite outfits Marguerite made. Little sailor outfit, red, white, and blue. I think it was called Cowgirls Sing the Blues. When we did different colors, uh, my color would be blue. And Marguerite's was always purple, and Lucy Bell was pink. As we called them Florkadots. <laughs> we make fun of ourselves. <laughs> Looks fabulous, darling. You could tell whoever had this place or this stuff, they must have been a fun person with the colors, the feathers, the beads, the shoes, the wigs. It all said, this is a fun party. Very nice. How do you feel? Amazing. And I got some great jewelry, uh, maybe for my friend, but maybe for me. I got a lot of stuff. Oh, devil wig! What? Amber allows me to go out and have fun, and but not bring attention to Bob. Marguerite and Mike would say the same thing. Um, we wouldn't be able to go to parties that we do as Bob and Mike, who would want us? <laughs> Don't you know who they are? They're the LeMays. This is our hobby, you know, and we get a lot of pleasure and joy out of it. So that's, that's why we do it. We're in transition. You know, we're going to continue. We still produce The Winter is a Drag Ball. I wouldn't feel right doing a show as the House of LeMay without... Mike's presence there, and I don't mean just in the audience. And as Amber, I've um, created the Amber Live. On Thanksgiving weekend, we're doing our uh, virtual Thanksgiving show, and we've done some other things with Amber Live, and so that's what we're gonna do for now. Look what Cindy just foisted onto me. <laughs> oh. This amazing Disney thing. Yes, that is. <laughs> something like that. Oh. Take care. How wonderful. <laughs> it's absolutely true. When you see each of these pieces go out with someone, you know you're going to see them again in the community. I'm going to see all of these gorgeous pieces. They're going to continue to have a life. <laughs> we love you, Mike. We love you, Marguerite. Thank you for all the laughs and entertainment over the years. And we will get stuck in Vermont for you again real soon. <laughs> Are we parapathetic? Uh, no. Para, para, <laughs> para something. Para, para, That laugh. Mike Hayes and Marguerite LeMay were bigger than life itself. So it seems only fitting to close this segment with one of her signature songs, Bigger is better.
It's better. That's the way to wind your appeal. What's more delicious, a celery stock or a ten course gourmet meal. Bigger is better. That's the rule to make a girl feel great. What's more inviting, a one room flat or a It's better. An apple shape keeps interest ever green. Would you rather ride a pogo stick or a bull? Stretch limousine. Oh, I may have some miles on me, but I know how to handle the curves. And you talk about your dual airbags. Bigger is better. That's the key for keeping out of pocket. Sparkles for a diamond chip or a fifteen carat rug. Bigger is better. Large and luscious always fills my boat. What keeps you warm? A muskrat mug or a ch 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 chinchilla coat? When your finger starts to spread, that's no Sure, a couple of you know what I am talking about. Bigger is better. Take that tip, and life keeps getting fine. Now, what floats your boat? A digger or a bull? Wait, luxury larder. Too much of a good thing is never enough. Come on, baby, and strut your stuff. And that is what I came out here to say. Even my message is heavy. Bigger is better, so start getting bigger today. Remember, girls, life is like a paycheck. A generous figure is always better. Yeah. Rest in pride, Mike, Marguerite. Rest in pride. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amber Live Interviews. Remember to subscribe to us so you don't miss a single minute of the fun. And remember, it is your support that keeps us going. You can make a donation through this podcast by using our Venmo at RJD Pro or by visiting us at AmberLive.tv and clicking on the Support Amber Live button. Thank you.